make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I can't turn the mic on. It must be a tech issue. Oh, uh, no, mine wasn't either. It couldn't uh, possibly be God, human God error. Um, AB producer Luke, am I a bad person? Yes. Yuck. My, why would my partner send me a photo of her feet? She knows I hate them. Can I see what they look like? She'd have cute feet. Show me. She'd have what feet? Cute. There's no such thing. Let's see. What can't? Show us. It's on my watch, and I don't know how to make it expand. Oh. She purposely sabotaged you. No, anyway, I can't see I don't like feet. Um... Am I a bad person? Oh, yeah. Yes, you um, are. The answer is yes. So I'm, I'm hopping on a flight tomorrow night with said foot partner. Um, <laughs> Both sets of them? Yeah. Oh, and me. I'm on the same flight. Yeah, well, we don't care about Do you, you. want to send a foot photo of him as, well, as no, well? No, no, that wouldn't help this situation. Am I an a-hole if I've been in charge of the check-in for both of us? Now, on a flight, I rather like quiet time. Sure. I rather like peace. I rather like napping. If I was to book us separate seats on the plane, <laughs> so I'll check myself in at a window down the back. She can have a window up the front, and we just have a little bit of peace and quiet. Yeah, on the you just down. you lie and say I couldn't get any better seats. Exactly, but she also gets a window, which is a great seat. It's just next next to me. Because the other thing is, if I book next to each other, she always whinges that she's in the middle. I said, well, yeah, you're four foot tall. Yeah, I always have to go in the middle. Book yeah. next to each other because then I can swap seats with you. I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I'm on a window seat that I don't want. You could do that weird hack that Alex tries and sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Wait, hold the hack because I do want to hear it. There's a lot of information. Hang on. You want to swap I'll seats. swap with you. So you'll sit next to Abby. Yes. And I'll sit by myself. Yes. Well, then it's more obvious. No, don't like that. Hack time. Okay, the hack that... Alex does is he books me and him on the aisle in the window right. when there's a middle seat free mm. and hopes that the middle seat will never get filled. If, worst case scenario, it does, you say, hey, so sorry, mate, we stuffed, stuffed up our booking. We were meant to be next to each other. Would you mind switching? Because no one wants to sit in the middle. And then Abby sits in the middle. Didn't that backfire for you once? I remember you told me a story. One time, yeah, yeah it did. See, that one time is enough to make me uncomfortable. Well, as in there was someone there one time. The other times they weren't there. Yeah, but I feel like they Because when they, they go to select their there. seat, they go, ew, no, I'm not going in the middle. You know there's some people that prefer the middle seat? I read a poll recently. What is the actual purpose? We also live in regional Queensland. These flights are all booked because there's so few of them. Yeah. Mm, You're going to, it's full. Oh, let's be honest. No, but the they're not booking it. get cancelled They're anyway. not booking because it's, yeah, it's going to be delayed at least seven or eight hours. <sighs> oh, I'll never dear. forget. Hashtag oh, well. Jetstar. You Jetstar. Know, remember when, I uh, remember when you were young and full of hope. It wasn't many months ago where I would bag certain airlines and you'd uh. say, no, they've got an unfair <laughs> reputation. Now you're out the front of Jetstar HQ with a pitchfork on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because they delayed my flight from 8.45pm to 1am and yeah. then it didn't leave till 3am and they made us hey, stay at the airport. This is what happens to all of us, but you yeah. were the one defending them to the death. Oh yeah, I'm nice a glass half empty person now, don't you worry. Welcome. <laughs> the hate, so I'm a hater. I genuinely believe that. If you assume the worst, then it's always going to be slightly better Pleasantly than you think. Pleasantly surprising. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you want to swap seats later on the okay. plane, happy to do that because I'm pretty sure I'm on a, on a window seat, which I didn't want. I just got window. Why do you like window? Ugh, hate it. I want the aisle seat. What? Aisle is everything. I want want to be able to get up quickly, grab my bag, and leave the plane as quickly as possible. My optimum seat, aisle front row. First in, as in, like, you get on last and then you get off first. Also, so like, easy. And your bag's right yeah. there. You're not waiting. You know when you get off from the window seat and you have to wait till the person on the aisle moves out and you're sort of standing awkwardly underneath mm. the yep. height of the thing? 
And if you're if in you, that aisle, boom. And bye. if you sit too long, then people like take advantage of that and start filing past you to leave the aeroplane. And I'm like, well, now I, I'm stuck here until yeah, everybody yeah. gets off. Okay. It is a thing. Well, I need to go and buy snacks for your husband because he's house-sitting for me over the weekend, which I appreciate. So I need to go. So very quickly, what's on the show Salt today? Salt chips. Uh, oh, your sorry, favourite really interview of all time, Tim Zoo. I was so excited for that. <laughs> I know you it were. It was really nice. Well, I've watched interviews with Tim before, and, and fair enough, he's he's pretty short with his answers sometimes because yeah. maybe he doesn't love media or maybe it's just the way he speaks. I was I was so impressed with how much he gave us. Yeah. Maybe he liked us. He's a very nice young gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do we do? Uh, we got some stories of some awards nights that went a little bit sideways. Yep. Oh, my God. I have to tell you, and this can never go on air either, and I can't actually tell you. Air. If it is I can't good, tell I will you on make the podcast either, but I have a story that someone called up with that we weren't allowed to put on air. Why can't Why you tell can't me now? Oh, no. Quick, it's actually not, not for It's not for public consumption, but I will tell you it happened at a Collingwood football presentation <gasps> night. Oh, that's where it all goes Oh, it's in a player. All right. Was it recent? Um, I'm not telling you. Very quickly. Until later. And also a very well-detailed story for Obscure History where everything matched up. And, and it was really well-researched. No one was left asking <laughs> questions. Uh, have a great whatever, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Got him on, got him on. This is Out of Town with Scott Hillier. Can't be this sort of stuff. Our man, Scotty Hillier, from Creek to Coast, on every single, I don't know, because he keeps getting buffed on weekends <laughs> for grand final. Sunday. What's being held this weekend? The bowls or the bocce or something? Are you, are you on telly on Channel 7 this week? Oh, yeah, that hurts, AB. That hurts the bowls. I wouldn't get knocked for the bowls, but oh. yes. Well, you know what? Between <laughs> us three and yeah. the whole uh, Rush Hour family, we could get bumped because of the uh, the referendum. But at this stage, oh, we yes. are firm. We are. I know. Elliot, do not laugh. I'm broken brokenhearted. Oh, so so if the... you're not to get bumped, are you 5.30 Saturday afternoon? Correct. Okay. Correct to Mondo. Right. It's actually, yeah, yeah. So please pencil it in, but have it, make sure it's penciled so you get your okay. little rubber and rub it out just in case. We'll see how we go. Uh, this week, though, Scotty, a big one for our uh, men and women out there that, that love their fishing. A lot of yes. closures, ends of seasons, yeah. too. What do you got for us? Yeah, so today, actually, and they coincide exactly today, is the start of the coral reef fin fish closure. So your coral reef fin fish here. You know, your red emperor, your nanny guy, coral trout, uh, a lot of the reef species. So that starts today and runs right through until the 16th of October. So there are no take species whatsoever. And, of course, the weather's looking magical for the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. And then also today is the northern Spanish mackerel closure. So, and that runs right through, yes, and that runs right through till the 3rd of November. So that's a little bit longer, that one. And, and the area that that affects, it's roughly it's roughly just north of Stanage Bay and then all the way right up the east coast. So, But I ask everyone that's listening, if you're unsure, you can jump onto the fisheries website. They've got really good maps of where it applies to. But um, but they kick off, yeah, both of them today. And then, obviously, 1st of November, the Barramundi closure. So Queensland Fisheries working hard, keeping us all... Uh, ensuring that there's plenty of fish stocks for the future. So lots of closures to think about. So. Yeah, no doubt. Scotty, I mean, the weather's been really weird this year. Has mm. any of that come early or later than expected? It, it's more so with the water temperature. So the cycle of the fish, I mean, and once again, they put these closures when they 
anticipate the fish are going to spawn. So it gives the fish the best opportunity to do their little fishy business and have the babies. But, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine the fishy dance? Imagine Ellie and I doing it. Not together, separately oh, on my two. Oh, God. that's a bad vision. I've never what had to think of a fish that way. <laughs> well, you know you're looking so fit. I'd, I'd no. imagine you and your cerise budgie smugglers, stop, you look quite stop, handsome stop. doing it. Okay. Here's the thing. I'd There's pay money to not see A lot that. of celebrities that women want to imagine two men, you know, getting on. <laughs> no, I mean, we they, do it separately. They, they don't want to think about some TV starlet and a radio nobody. I was going to say, oh, bold of you to use celebrity as an example. No, I was saying they're the ones they funny. want. Oh. But, yes, it's been a bit of a weird season with temp water temps and wind. Yeah. So you, you are spot on, AB. And this week, Team Four Creek Coast, if yep. we do go to air, mm. it's our tropical North Queensland special. We're in mm. tow with the caravan. We start at Forest Beach, which is just north of you guys. And then we head all the way up through the Daintree. We catch Big Barramundi, Mangrove Jack. We do the whole bit. So that's 5.30 this Saturday. All right. We need a sports bet market of Will Creek to Coast get bumped. <laughs> dollar this two. No. Get... Oh. Dollar two, yes, it yes, will. I can't <laughs> wait to have it on my oh, telly. 5.30, Saturday afternoon, we hope. On Channel 7, Scotty Hillier, Creek to Coast. Appreciate your time, brother. Good on your team. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. You know what? Queensland, mm. this time of the year is the real silly season. It's not Christmas and New Year's. It's October, November, when every single company, every single club, every single school, they book their annual awards nights. Because you can't have it at Christmas. That's when the Christmas party is. It's a little bit too chock-a-block with events. So they get all the event stuff out of the way now. And it is well and truly underway. Mm. All the footy teams, like the NRL and the AFL teams, they've had theirs, the Dalliams, the Brownlows, and even all of their various club ones. A lot of schools, too, they get their graduation, valedictorian stuff out of the way way before because the year 12 students finish earlier than that. Maybe you're a part of a club as well that does an annual thing. I had a friend on the weekend. uh, He was actually at a builder's awards for some building industry group where a number of people were recognised in Queensland for being the top builders. Anyway, (laughs) he told me a story that a guy that works with him got completely blind at this event written off, Mm. uh, was mingling with a competing building company throughout the night, like kept going over and sitting with them, came over to their boss and was like, I quit. These guys have offered me a job and went and sat with them for the rest of the night. I mean, you almost respect it. Yeah. I mean, you do network at them. That's for sure. One triple three five three. We want the awards night stories, the silly season stories. Yeah. I mean, you would think that someone like you who doesn't like socialising, firstly, probably wouldn't attend an awards night. But I've heard that maybe from whispers of friends of yours, there was something that happened at a footy one. Yeah. Twelve. You should tell us this now because we're going to one on the weekend together, and I need to be forewarned. Well, this won't happen again. You're a liability. I was I was young and full of hope at this stage. Um, Twelve, thirteen years ago, I can't remember exactly. I was living in Broken Hill in regional New South Wales. I played a season for the Wilcannia Boomerangs, which uh, uh, a rugby league team down there, and we had our breakup night. And I didn't know anyone in in Broken Hill or surrounds. And Wilcannia is a a little indigenous community. Yeah, Wilcannia mob. Yeah, yeah. Little rap group. So. We had um, our presentation night end of the season and they did some of the awards and whatever. And then once that was all done, I was absolutely leathered. I got up onto the mic 
and I got emotional. <laughs> I cringe saying it now, but I, I did the oh old. I did the old. Oh, thank you all for you know becoming my family, my home away from home. Dude, blah, blah. Footy. Oh. And they gave me so much shit for it for the rest of my. I still get messages from them every awards night year saying, oh, "I remember the time in 2010 when you didn't." Yeah, it's terrible. I know. I made a tit of myself, but lots of people Luke. do that. What? Luke, let's not let him speak at this event on the weekend. Not, Shut it I'm down. Not going to. I, I don't, don't think he to. wants to anyway, okay. so I think we're safe. <laughs> I can't have you re- embarrass me like that. Mm. It's as simple as that. One triple three five three. Can you do worse? Awards night stories, Queensland. It's that time of the year. There's always someone that gets a little too blotto and they embarrass themselves professionally. First up, I love it when it's an anonymous person mm. because it's a better story for sure. We go to the Y Bay region. Anonymous, tell us your story. Hi. So I was playing in a band back about 20 years ago in southern New South Wales and it was a big footy awards night and um, me and the other female singer decided we are going to have a couple of drinks before the gig, you know, loosen up the vocal cords and, you know, get into it. Um, well, the uh, guys decided that they were buying us drinks all night and so there were drinks of every single kind lined up on the front of the stage. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. No, we're Keep... getting so close. So there was drinks lined up on the stage. Keep going. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just went into a black hole there. You're right. Uh, drinks lined up in the front of the stage and just drink after drink. And I'm just drinking them, drinking them, drinking them. That was a nice hot night. Drinking, drinking, drinking. She's drinking, drinking, drinking. We were so drunk we couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do instead? We just, I don't know what we did. I don't even remember. <laughs> My dad was the guitarist, which made it worse. I was just so embarrassed. And um, oh. <laughs> we had to haul this gear out at the end of the night, and we were in no shape to haul gear out, speakers and everything. So I got all these footy players to pack it all up for us and they carry it out. <laughs> it was awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Anonymous, was it one of those things where in your head, because you were really drunk, you thought you were singing well, but nothing was coming out in real life or it was really bad? <laughs> Probably it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. You, you, you don't think that the the entertainment is going to be the issue. And thank you for your call, do you? Like we're going to an event this weekend. Who knows? Ian Moss is the entertainment, so who knows? He might make a tit of yeah, himself. Yeah, I might have a few shots with him in advance. Yeah. Okay, Gladstone. Now, Tracy, tell us your awards night story. It was actually like a awards night slash Christmas party, and I'm at Pizza, and this is a long time ago. Um, we had this one member of staff who was like had a bit of a reputation of like not having a steady boyfriend. She had quite a lot of boyfriends, and she disappeared later on in the night, and no one knew where she was. So anyway, that wasn't unusual. The next morning, she rang into work saying that she couldn't come to work the next day because she actually didn't know where she was. Um, the window or the room she was in was round and when she looked outside, there was a lot of water. So she had gone home with um, someone that was on a coal ship and was inside the coal ship heading out of the harbour. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she woke up on a ship. A moving ship. <laughs> moving ship. I don't know how to this day that got her off. I just, love, I just love that she didn't lie. She wasn't like, oh, I've got Sick. stomach yeah. issues. I've shagged a sailor. I've shagged a sailor and I'm stuck at sea. I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'll see you in three months. Outstanding, Tracy. Oh, excellent. Good excellent. on you. 
forget just in Australia, this is the best boxing story in the world over the last seven years. So from 2016 on, one of the greatest streaks in boxing is our man Tim Zhu. 23 consecutive wins, knockout power. I think he had knockouts in 17 of those fights. Tim Zhu is an unbelievable champion. In fact, he's the WBO world champion. And come this Sunday, October 15th, Tim defends his title against a man that is, I won't say equally as fierce, because our man's Tim Zoo. He's not. But he's right up there, the WBC interim champion, Brian Mendoza. Both of these men have knockout power. You can watch them fight this Sunday on Main Event, available on KO Sports and Foxtel. And this is one of the chats I've been most excited for. The Aussie champ joins us today, Tim Zoo. Good afternoon. Yeah, thank you for the introduction. <laughs> that was quite special. Mate, you absolutely deserve it. It's been so wonderful watching what you've been able to do over the last seven years. I love the confidence you take into every fight, but will you admit this is your toughest challenge yet? Yeah, on paper, I think this is uh, the toughest challenge. Um, it could be the easiest fight, could be the hardest fight. You never know when you go in there, so we'll see on the day. I mean, this is the last one that you are going to have on home soil before you move over to the US. Does it make you a bit nervous to be away from your comfort zone in Australia and taking on the big leagues? No, this is this is what I've always wanted is to, to get into that uh, next stratosphere of boxing. You know, there's the one percenters and there's the 0.1 percenters. And um, after this fight, we're taking on the 0.1 percent and uh that's something special, something that you dream about as a, as a young kid growing up. Tim, I, I know I, I love the sport of NFL, and, and whenever a team is coming up against another one, what they'll do is get a scout quarterback on the other team so they have someone that plays pretty similar to that quarterback in practice. It, do you ever do that in boxing? I know you focus on yourself, but when you're taking on someone like Mendoza, do you potentially spar with people of a similar style? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. Well, we moved to Vegas for the last six weeks, uh, me and my coach and we were able to just find different sparring partners uh, uh, stimulating him and, and just working on different game plans to, to be able to you know uh, take on this guy. Tim, we went and watched um, some of the NRL boys in action in the fight night the other night, Battle on the Reef, and, and even speaking to a couple of those gentlemen, they said that it, when they walked out, it felt like their heart was going to burst out of their chest. For a lot of them, it was their first fight. Having as many professional bouts as you do when your music hits, when you first walk out there, is the rush the same, mate? Do the nerves still hit? Never, man. It's... It's the most comfort I feel, and wow. it's it's crazy. Like you get into this zone where you're, yeah, you just feel on top of the world, and um, it's a crazy feeling to be able to just, you know, you you watch you watch it like growing up. You watch movies uh, where. You know, it's just warriors fighting against warriors, and and I have that same feeling. And and at that time when you walk out, that's supposed to be the most relaxed you've ever been. Um, for the rugby players, they're not used to it, so <laughs> that's why they they go out swinging and they're gassed in the next thirty seconds. That's going to be printed on a T-shirt someday for sure. (laughs) Just on that battle in the reef and the footy players, I mean, there's been some criticism. People say it brings the sport of boxing into disrepute. What do you think, Tim? Uh, Look, I'm I'm 50-50 about it. If it's a good matchup, why not? People like to watch it. But, you know, like boxing purists, they they don't really watch it because they know how 
crappy it is. <laughs> Let's <just> say that. <laughs> but um, if it brings more eyes, then then yeah, why not? I'm all, I'm, I'm all about growth for the sport in in Australia. Tim, mate, and I mean this sincerely, watching you over the years has just been unbelievable. We can't wait for this fight Sunday and to see what you do overseas as well. An absolute pleasure, brother. I wish you the best of luck, but we know you don't need it, so can't wait to watch come Sunday. Yeah, appreciate that, guys. Tim Zhu, his toughest challenge to date this Sunday. Zhu v. Mendoza, live and exclusive via KO Sports. Make sure you grab that one. It will be an absolute belter. AB, in the year 2023, I cannot stress to you how difficult it is to be a man. Yeah, okay. Now, I could look at a a number of different factors as to why that's the case, but I would say 99% of the problem is women. (laughs) Um, I just feel like you guys don't want us to enjoy our lives. I'm almost certain that is not your sole purpose, but... 99% 99% of it. It's like yesterday I got in trouble because, oh, why do you wee in the garden when we have a perfectly good toilet? Meh. And then today's is just doing my nana. I just let me live, right? So when it comes to hygiene, I think I'm a pretty clean person. I shower daily. I brush my I mean, teeth when I'm meant to. the garden wig situation would say otherwise. I wash my bits after I wee, so In huh, the sink in. that other people use. Yeah, but then I wash the sink after I wash my bits in the sink. bleach. Anyway, we're not... No, I'm not a sadist. Anyway, moving on from the sink wing. I don't wing the sink. I did once. Um, hygiene. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to towel use post-shower, again, I shower every day. A towel cleans you, sorry, dries you, when you are at your cleanest, purest form. You've just washed yourself with all the essential oils and, and body wash that's $2 from Coles. All men know what I'm talking about. We always get the cheapest one, that purple bottle, whatever it is. And it's also shampoo. It's so good. It goes <laughs> everywhere. So we are pristine, right? Then we dry ourselves off and we hang our towels up. They dry. We have a shower the next day. The process goes on. What women like to do is we go into the bathroom. All of a sudden, our towel's been thrown in the washing machine, yet we've only used it for three weeks. It doesn't make sense to me that when you are at your cleanest, purest form, literally you could not be in better scent or physical shape where nothing is stanking. I think I've got a towel at work I've been using for six months when I shower, when I come after the gym. We've already been through this. I've got two of them now, there now because I don't think you ever need to wash them. I don't understand your obsession with cleaning things that are clean to start with. Okay, one. Rebuttal. Poo particles. We've been through this before. I don't poo in the shower. No, you poo in the bathroom where the shower is. My bathroom's at the other end of the okay, hallway. it is here at work. Oh, yeah. It's okay. all in one. Yeah. And you leave your two towels in there for six months just gathering not only your poo particles... Everyone's poo particles. Poo particles are a myth. Here's the thing. When you sit and poo, the poo doesn't lift up, then attach itself to my when towel. When you Not flush. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's noise it makes. <laughs> and it's like bacteria. Scientists have done it. They've like put the little swab thing no, in the air. Do it on There's poo everywhere. Mythbusters. I... I'd, you know what? And I hate to have to do this because I, I, you know, I'm not big on segregation, and I want men and women to all get along. Even though you guys try and drain our lives, but today, I want men of Queensland to make a stand. Next time your partner tries to throw out your holy underwear, or next time she tries to put a towel in the wash that you've only been using for two and a half months, or next time she says change the bed sheets when that doesn't make sense because you're only going to make them dirty again. Am I right? Say no, my fellow brethren. 
and then run because that never ends well. I've learned that the hard way too. You guys- so you wish to rot in your own filth. If you wish to do that, yeah. that's that's fine. Just yeah, run now so that we don't have to stank you. We live under your regime. You guys are the bosses, and that's why it's hard to be a man in 2023. Well, I, I'm glad that you're on par with the just, system. You're aware of the leadership I structure. I just wish equality was more of a thing. That's right. We strive <laughs> to go forward. This is the University of the Rush Hour. This is not an official study. So all of the studies that you read in you know, news articles every week, they're like, oh, over 70% of people live to 150 if they eat cheese every day. Those are usually published by actual universities. They get paid a lot of money to do them. So we've made our own fake university, Queensland, that you take part in and, and participate in our polls so that we can decide what the statistics are for various things. And for today, it's for selfish reasons. I would like to figure out how many Queenslanders have dryers in their house. Reason being... We currently don't. And my husband, Alex, doesn't want to get a dryer. He says, being a New South Welshman, Queenslanders don't need dryers. It's always humid and hot and warm. And therefore, things dry quicker and it's not required. Statistically, in Australia, 55% of the country have dryers. Yeah. Are the 50% that don't in, or 45%, are they in Queensland, perhaps? I'd like to know. One triple three five three. I've spent most of my life in some part of regional Queensland, whether it was in the Torres Strait, whether it was in far north Queensland, whatever it might have been, always had a dryer. And this is what your husband, that nincompoop, doesn't understand, is the big rain. Particularly in parts of northern Queensland, you don't get through December, January, February without a dryer because it rains so much. And in Toowoomba winter, for instance, Darling Downs, you're going to have icy clothes on the line. He just... He doesn't think they're necessary. Given I am trying to be an environmentally friendly person in my life and not have that much impact, and dryers are pretty bad for that. What is it? Oh, sorry. Then we're going to stop using fridges they and use washing machines. So, so does your TV. You're not going to stop no, having a TV. No, it doesn't. Nowhere near as much as a dryer. So the dryer is the worst out of yeah, all Yeah, it's of them. one of the worst in your whole house. Oh, don't go greeny on me on this. I can't. I can't. <laughs> With what is going on everywhere at the moment, I can't have you go greeny on me on this. <laughs> One triple three five three. I do want to get a dryer. Right. I like the feel. So you of hate the environment. Dry towels and and whatever else. But no, look. If Queenslanders are saying out there yeah. that they're not into it, right. I'm going to follow this great state. So give us a call. One triple three five three. Let's go to Rocky first. Warm enough there, Joe. Are you a dryer person? Yes or no? Oh, oh no. Have you ever had one? Uh, possibly when we were, when I lived at home, we had a second hand one that didn't work, so we never used it. Okay, so you but just... you're staunch here, Joe. Why? Why not? Because for me, it rains that much in this bloody state. I think you need one. So where we live in Rocky, mm. the sun's out more than rain. So yeah. you know we don't need one. Okay, I like it. Saves you a lot of money and a lot and of time. You're putting your knickers that. and everything on the hills hoist. No, well, I do, but I just put towels on the outside and then all that uh, stuff on the inside so smart. no one can see it. Smart. That's genius, actually, Oh, yeah, it's Joe. a full privacy setting. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Okay, Cairns now. I mean, it would seem obvious that mm. you it's one of the warmer places, but there is a lot of rain. Gotta so, have Craig, have you got a dryer? 
Absolutely. Because of the rainy season, is it just absolutely, it's not an option? No, abs- yeah, no, definitely rainy season because where you're rocky, you're a lot drier than Cairns, so Cairns is a lot wetter. Mm. So when it comes 100% humidity, you need a dryer. So the whole premise of a dryer is your venter dryer has a 2,000 watt element to the back of it that heats the air to evaporate the, cl- the water. But when it's 100% humidity, that's not going to happen. So what you do is you, get, you buy a heat pump dryer, which takes all the humidity out of the air to start with and evaporates the water from the clothes to the machine and then recirculates that dry heated air back into the machine hence why you've gone from a 1-2 star energy to a 9-10 star energy (laughs) Craig that was so good Craig do you sell dryers? Oh, I've been doing it for 20 years. Oh, legend. Hey, give a shout-out to your business. Yeah, what's your, sh- what's your business? Uh, status Plus in Cairns, guys. Come and see us. We'll look after you. Oh, and we- you know what? We'll yep. actually turn the machine on for you so you can try it before oh, you buy it. Yeah, How good there's that? options. Oh, now I'm even more Craig, confused. I'm going to have to get a humidity one. Outstanding. His argument, He's though. He's so likeable, too. I'd buy one from him. His argument was that everyone in North Queensland has to have one because of the rain. But we're finding out that's not necessarily the case. Correct. Peter in Cairns, you're not going to be going to Craig anytime soon and getting a dryer? I've got nothing now. Because you, you wait, at all. Is it no debate, it's you mean? He's typical salesman. <laughs> He's very good. He did the job. Peter, let, let, let's try and go with this. Hey, what's his name? Craig. Craig. I've got two clotheslines, one undercover and one out in the sun. Right, okay. And I don't have a dishwasher. It's a more advanced system. Yeah, I don't like dishwashers either. Partic- what? I don't They're know how- more energy efficient. No, I'm, I, just, I don't care about the energy or yeah, the environment. I've learned that pretty quick. I just don't know how to use them. I won't lie to you. I don't know how to turn them on. I don't know how to do the tablet. Never been able to do it. No, thanks, Peter. All right. Okay, thanks for that, Peter. Let's go to Harvey Bay. Very different climate once again. Michael, Mm. where do you sit with this? Um, I I do um, have a dryer, but I very rarely use it. It was was more about the humidity, as the uh, salesman said. Jeez, he was The the whole process of drying clothes is transferring moisture from the clothes to the air, so it doesn't matter if it's rainy or hot. If it's humid... It's just not going to dry. Jeez, okay. the headline tomorrow is going to be 100% of Queenslanders have drivers dryers now. Thanks, from, Craig. From status plus in Cairns. <laughs> but technically, yeah. yes, vote 62%, yeah. no, 37%. You got the numbers you wanted? You yeah, I'm getting the drive, mate, as if I was going to have Craig in touch with your husband. Yeah, yeah, Craig's, Craig's going to get that the is mission. outstanding. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy. I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people, so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out. Saved by the bell. That was... Literally ride shotguns. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. Both of you know I love a couple of things in my life. Beef jerky the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, of course, modern history. Um, I didn't know about the beef jerky, actually. That was three things, by the way, not a couple. Well, I feel like a couple can be three now. Uh, a no, few, a few. A few is... oh, the few's like ten. No, a, a few's cu- three, a couple, four. A couple, a couple is two to six. Several is... Many more. is ten plus. Anyway. Yeah. Is this um, how you tell us you're polyamorous? <laughs> yep, that's what I am. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Never Let mind. him not okay. know. Uh, Google that one later. I'm going to tell you the tale today of Unsinkable Sam. Now, let me leave with starting. Until today, I hated cats. I had a bad experience with a pet cat that used to get into my room in the middle of the night and eat my hair. He was an asshole. However, 
maybe my mind has been changed after this tale. So Unsinkable Sam was the nickname given to a cat uh, that was around during the Second World War. His real name was Oscar. Um, so what happened is Oscar actually started as a Nazi cat. He was on oh. the, the Nazi ship, which is called the Bismarck. A few pronunciations might go wrong along the way here, but I will try. So the Bismarck, a Nazi ship that Sam was part of, and he was actually sunk by a British ship called the Kozak in 1941. The British crew found the cat as the lone survivor from that sinking of the Nazi ship, and they decided to take him aboard. That's nice. Later in the war, the, uh, the Kozak, the one that sunk the German ship sunk itself, unfortunately, after being hit by a torpedo. Oh. Really was the days. So this took the lives of a lot of crew members as well. But unsinkable Sam, once again, a boat comes along, finds him just paddling in the water, which, by the way, I didn't know cats could swim. I mean, yeah, I thought yeah. it was always more of a dog thing than a cat thing, but they're pretty smart. Oh, see, I didn't read the end of this story. Now oh, I no. just found out it has a bad ending. <laughs> Okay. So the person that criticises me constantly for only reading headlines yeah, fair. read a headline. I'll wear this. No, I read three quarters of the story. <laughs> uh, uns- I mean, look, what year was this again? Uh, in the 1940s. Okay. Safe assumption the cat is no longer with us. No, but it's just the way that it ha- – anyway, uh, let's oh, keep going. No. Unsinkable Sam, he, his life continued. His last service was aboard the HMS Ark Royal, which is an aircraft carrier. This one was Torpedo. Oscar survived that attack as well. So he went on to survive three war attacks. Afterwards, he retired in a seaman's home in Belfast. Belfast. Thank you. I I did say pronunciations along the way would go wrong, and I appreciate people like you. Oh, see, I read it as Oscar died later in another sinking ship. He didn't. He he lived a happy life. So I retract the former statement. This is a really good segment where you read a website out. I... (laughs) I find it really informative. Buzzfeed.com forward slash modern history. <laughs> anyway, he lived till he was 14 and he died in Belfast and he lived there with the seamen. It's home. In the seamen's home. With his, I don't know. He lived with seamen. We all live with seamen. So confused by this story now. <laughs> he was a great cat. Unsinkable <laughs> Sam sunk due to seamen hey, in the end. He used all nearly all nine lives. <laughs> with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.